0: Welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Leopold, and I'm here sharing actionable insights on how to start and grow a service-based side business, as well as interviewing incredible women who've taken theirs full time. So plug in and get ready to get inspired. And if you like what you hear, I'd love it if you could give me a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button so you get notified as each new show drops. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that I get asked a lot, which is how I built a five-figure side hustle alongside my job in just six months. Now to set the context, okay, this story starts back in September, 2019. Um, and the short version, if you haven't listened to episode one, and if you do want to hear the long story, I'd recommend you go and listen to episode one first is that I had a, a panic attack at work, which culminated in a full-on emotional breakdown um, and me getting signed off work by the doctor with stress and anxiety. Um, and, and again, there's there's a really long story that goes with it, but that, that's the kind of, in a nutshell, what happened to me. Um, and essentially, it was the combination of uh, me realizing that the job I'd been just promoted into onto this leadership team was completely wrong for me. And also, in hindsight, acknowledging that I'd actually been in the wrong career (laughs) for 15 years. And those two things just absolutely hit me like a truck. And I just hit rock bottom. I mean, I was, yeah, couldn't sleep, couldn't even fathom how to get to a yoga class. I remember sitting googling this yoga class and I couldn't even work out how I was going to get there. And it was a 10 minute walk away. I mean, that's, that's how bad I was. Um, and I just knew that if I didn't do something about it, I was going to be in that position forever. So I decided to have some coaching, um, because I wanted to get back to work. I wanted to, you know, at that time, I, that was all I wanted to do. Um, but actually it turned out to be the best decision I've ever made because the coaching that I had had such a powerful effect on me that I was just like, oh, my God. It was like this light bulb moment, and I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, working in corporate is not what I want to do. Like, I'd always had an inkling, and I'd always thought about running my own business, and I'd sort of dabbled on the side doing, like, bits and bobs, like social media management and stuff, but it never felt right, and it never felt um, safe enough to quit my job for. Um, So I – and I thought it was too late. I thought I was, you know, I was too old at the ripe old age of 39 – but as soon as I had this coaching, I, it was like a, a light, a, you know, fireworks went off in me, and I was like, oh my God, this, this is what I wanted to do. So, um, long story short, I signed up to train as a coach on the side of my nine to five. Um, And actually, before I sort of go into like the ins and outs of that, this is really common. Like when I'm speaking to my clients and my potential clients, I hear really similar stories. Not that they've always got to the point of a breakdown potentially, but you know, they they could either see it coming or they are just so miserable that they can't think of possibly how they're going to carry on in this career for the next 30 years, you know, and they have that real same acknowledgement deep down inside that I did that they've got more to give to the world than the job that they've currently got. And and it doesn't always mean that they dislike their job. In fact, a lot of people are quite happy in their job, but they just feel that real deep unfulfillment, like there's something missing. Um, and that's certainly what it was like for me. Um, so to go back to my story is that, like, obviously you, you might be thinking, like, mm, you've just been signed off work for five months. What are you doing, you know, starting a side hustle? Um, <laughs> which you'd be fair enough for thinking that, but... The, hu- the side hustle that I started was like I said like a beautiful accident right it was born out of a passion that was sparked when I had that coaching and then it grew during that time off and it not only helped me recover this coaching and studying this coaching and deciding to do that it also like completely transformed my life it gave me purpose it gave me structure and it gave me this vision to work towards which is I, I don't know if I would have re- recovered if I didn't have that Anyway, so that's the context. So let's get on with it. This is how I built that five-figure side hustle that was actually so successful at one point that I was turning clients away. And I did that alongside my job in six months. And here's how. So the first thing uh, is really, really, really important. We kind of tend to want to jump in and start doing all the fun stuff, but it's the first thing I did was got really clear about what I wanted to achieve and why. Right. And this is why this step can't be missed, because the example I'm going to give you is basically when I was studying to be a coach, I was like studying my ass off alongside my job, and I was getting into the groove of it. I was learning and I was super productive. I was so motivated, I just absolutely loved it. I had all that purpose I was talking about. But then as soon as I qualified, which was my goal, I basically lost all my motivation. I was really like struggling with procrastination, which isn't like me at all. And I was constantly putting off like getting clients and starting the business, like off of putting it off until like tomorrow, every day, basically. And I couldn't really understand why. So obviously I was learning all this coaching and and a big part of coaching is learning about about reflection, right? So I put all that reflection learning to the test and I sat down and I really thought about what was going on and I basically realised the goal I'd set myself just wasn't exciting enough for me. Like my goal was start a coaching business, which just wasn't cutting the mustard. Um, So I really went back to the drawing board and I've thought about my why, right? And I remembered all of the reasons that I'd actually wanted to do this in the first place, why I wanted to study, why I wanted to qualify as a coach. And that was to help people who were going through the same thing I was. Um, and I also asked myself, like, what is starting a coaching business going to give me Uh, me personally, not just helping other people. And it it was like, all these words came out like purpose, passion, fulfillment. And the second I wrote all these things down and just tweaked that goal to start a coaching business so I can help people find their mojo just like I did, my motivation just shot through the roof. It skyrocketed. And so that's why it's so important that when you really tap into your why, that's why goal setting is so powerful, but it's got to be linked to your why. Okay. And that's, that's what really, really helped me in the first place. Second thing I did, hired a coach. Now, once I got clear on my why and what I wanted to, you know, what my vision was with this business, I just knew I was going to need some help getting me there, right? And I, obviously, because I was a coach, I, I got coaching and I knew I should probably invest in my own coach, you know, walk the walk and all that stuff. But I massively resisted it due to cost. You know, I told myself all these stories about not being able to afford it, um and you know I kind of thought to myself you know it can't be that hard I'm sure I can work all this shit out myself you know um but it obviously turns out I couldn't um I got really stuck really overwhelmed I didn't know where to start um and I just didn't get anywhere fast so again I went back to the drawing board and I really reviewed my finances and I got really 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 honest myself about where my money was going. And instead of sort of saying, like, I can't afford it and all these negative kind of scarcity mindset things, I I flipped it on its head and started asking myself, like, how can I find the money instead of saying I can't? Um, And so once I found the money and when I, you know, decided to take the plunge, as it called, like, holy shit, things changed almost immediately. Like, In the six months I worked with my first coach, uh, Adam, who I will uh, link in the coaching notes, uh, sorry, in the show notes below, I like so many amazing things happened. And this was all while having a full-time job and being pregnant. I basically, I started the business and I got so busy that I was having to turn clients away. I honed my niche, which basically ended up being, you know, helping women find their careers at the time, you know, change careers at the time. I this was way before I um started helping women start businesses. So at the time, it was about helping women find a career that they love. Um, I also got over my fear of visibility, had a massive, massive fear of visibility because during my breakdown, I came off social media completely. Um, so I got over that, I got back on social media, I tripled my following. Um, he also really helped me find the courage to like share my story of like my burnout and my transformation, which was a huge, huge part of helping me create my messaging and my offering. Um, I also uh, collaborated with a client and launched a coaching program that sold out in three days. Um, And I would never have done that if he hadn't pushed me to do it. And I made my investment in my coaching back and the same again. I basically doubled it, so I don't need to tell you that that was a success. It was a huge success, and um, it just goes to show that you know all those feelings you have about you know this is such a risk, and will I make my money back? You know, it's it's about so much more than making your money back. It's about all these things that you will end up doing that you never ever thought were possible. Uh, the third thing I did was created time for it. Now, notice how I didn't say made time for it. <laughs> now. Because the reason I say this is because one of the biggest concerns I hear from women all the time around their side hustle is lack of time because life is really bloody busy, right? You know, with a full-time job and just life, kids, you know, social life, you know, all that kind of stuff, cost of living. There's so much stress at the moment, but I managed to create time to work on the business outside of work hours. You know, I started getting up earlier um, and anyone who knows me, you know, will know how I feel about, you know, getting up earlier. I'm, I'm a massive Um, massive fan of a book called The Miracle Morning, which literally changed my life. Um, And it really helped me start getting up earlier so that I could work on my business before work. You know, I worked at lunch breaks. I worked after work. I worked at weekends. I made loads of sacrifices. Um, And and like, even if you just pick one hour slot during one of those times every day that is an additional seven hours that you will have found already right so i just want you to get really honest think about all the dead time and the wasted time that you're like scrolling on instagram or you're watching netflix and put that into your business right start small start making good habits and build on them and actually speaking of habits another really good book is atomic habits uh, if you haven't read that already um The fourth thing I did, which is kind of linked to that, is I structured my time and I planned it, right? And I cannot tell you how much my life changed when I got a physical paper planner to structure and plan my time. And I started every Sunday doing the planning for that week because it is a lot. Trying to schedule um, a side hustle around your work diary is a lot. So having that real visual, tangible thing you can touch, like a planner, is so useful. So every Sunday I would look at my work diary, Of what I had coming, I would schedule in what my lunch breaks were and my breaks between meetings, and I would then schedule in side hustle time around the beginnings and the ends of my work days and all the time in between. And I would also kind of look at what was happening in uh, my social life, like at the weekends and the evenings as well. You know, just making time for my uh, creating time for my side hustle, but also making sure that I had enough time for self care as as, and my social life because I did not want to burn out again. Right, Um, but On that note, I often get asked uh, what are the best uh, planners? And I have used uh, one called the Best Self Planner, which is awesome. Um, And I also use one now called the Circle Planner. Um, But if you do prefer to do everything online, then something like Asana or Trello is also really good. The fifth thing I did, and you'd have heard me bang on about this before, but I can't talk about it enough, is I created a beta offer with an introductory discount. And what that involved was firstly, getting clear on my starter niche. And the reason I say starter niche is because I think we all realize that obviously figuring out your niche um, and within that, who your ideal client is, is crucial because it helps make your message super clear, which makes your offer and your marketing much more clear and effective. But the problem is it can be like a real sticking point, like a huge hurdle when you aren't always a hundred percent sure, like who you want to work with at the beginning and that's most of us, right? So, my message to everyone is just start with like a starter niche, an inkling of an idea that will get you working with people, get you experimenting. And then, what you could do is just you use that as like a process of elimination. And I talk about this in my niching episode. So, if you want to dig deeper into that, then go and look up my niching episode. Um, then, once I got clear on my starter niche, I basically created an offer that solved those ideal clients' problems. So by starting with the problem that your ideal client faces, rather than I want to sell this service, actually going, right, what problem are they sol- uh, What problem are they facing that I can solve? You're then able to create an offer that solved those problems and then would hopefully be a no-brainer for them to buy, right? Then I created an introdu- introductory discount. I can never say that. So basically what I did is I found a pricing sweet spot that was Low enough to make it a no-brainer deal for people because I wanted to get bums on seats. But it also enabled me to get experience working with as many people as possible. Um, But it didn't devalue my services. I didn't feel like I was um, devaluing myself. And also the client felt like they they had enough skin in the game to really value it as well. So it was that sweet spot price. Then I did market research with my ideal client. So this is again if you want to hear more about market research I've done an episode on it. This is so so important. It cannot be missed. Instead of like blindly putting my offer out and hoping for the best, I did market research. <coughs> excuse me. I did market research with my ideal clients to validate it, right? To find out if it's something that they were interested in. Because then that gave me the confidence to then go out there and talk to people about it, knowing that I'd already talked to people and they'd said that it was something they genuinely wanted and needed. So it cannot be missed. And then the final step of that was promoting it through my network alone. Like, obviously, I was um, at the time still off social media. I didn't want to be anywhere near it. Um, but I didn't want to let that stop me getting paying clients. So I set myself a goal of finding 50 people to send that offer to within my network in the hope that they would pass it on to other people. So I basically brainstormed all the possible people I could send it to in all these different categories. Um, and that process is now what is my outreach onion process. It's what I help my clients with and help them find clients without social media. Um, and it worked. I got my first three clients came from my lovely friends posting my offer on their Slack boards at work. Um, and I just got random people saying, oh, I've, I saw that Sarah and Joyce posted this on, uh, at work. I'd love to get in contact with you and find out about your coaching, which I was like, oh my God, amazing. Um, and my fourth uh, was through my wedding photographer. I basically sent him the offer and said, who do you know? And he said, yeah, my wife. And she turned out to be one of my biggest clients. So literally send it to everyone you know. Everyone. Uh, Number six, I was completely open and honest with my employer. Now, this one's always a bit of a, you know, a, a, a sort of controversial topic because this whole like, do I tell work dilemma is something that my clients and potential clients talk about a lot. And I get it because I definitely had like loads of fear about talking to my boss initially. Like I was terrified of work finding out. That's why I didn't want to post on LinkedIn or anything like that because I just, my fears were, I mean, looking back stupid, you know, I thought they might you know, fire me or something, but I just didn't want them to know. Um, and it's something that I spent a really, really long time working through with my coaches because I realized it was massively holding me back. There was only so far I was going to get with doing this on the down low. You know, I, I basically felt like I was living some kind of like double life, you know, this dirty secret. Um, And I just didn't want to post anything on socials for fear of being found out. But basically, he made me like delve into all the beliefs I had about it. And I realized that all the fears I had were basically just like projections. And I actually had just as much a chance of the conversation being positive as negative. Um, And it turns out I had nothing to worry about. Obviously, once I told my boss what I was doing, how much it fulfilled me, how much I loved it, uh, that it wouldn't impact my work for him, that in fact, there was probably a number of ways that it could actually benefit the company you know, all that stuff. He was, you know, a hundred percent supportive. And I actually felt a bit stupid for not having the conversation earlier. You know, I I just felt for the first time, like free, like a massive, massive weight had been lifted. So I can't recommend talking to your employer enough. Obviously check your employment contract first. There are some, I haven't come across that many, but there are obviously some employers that, you know, don't like you having side hustles. So do check that first. But if you can talk to your employer, because you will just feel that huge weight being lifted. Uh, Number seven, I worked on my imposter syndrome, and ugh, this is like I needed to put this in here because it is rife, and it is unfortunately part and parcel of of entrepreneur life because it basically comes with the job, so, so to speak. Because the job of being an entrepreneur requires you to constantly, like, always, always push yourself out of your comfort zone and do things you've never done before, and that's why imposter syndrome comes up because we feel like we don't know what we're doing, like we're an imposter. But there are ways to work on it you know, like so for example my awesomeness inventory tool that I created for my clients which helps you realize just how friggin awesome you are and it uh, gets you to answer like 20 questions and then you have this awesomeness inventory that you can go back to every time you're feeling like crap about yourself you can go back and refer to it and be like oh my god I'm actually amazing and it works like a charm um so if you want a copy of that just let me know I can um just follow me on Instagram and drop me a line and I can send you a copy um but I also just kind of wanted to like reassure you because I know that like my story and how I appear on Instagram and all that might make it seem like I've like totally got my shit together and I know what I'm doing but like I often really feel like I don't (laughs) there are like still days when I wake up going who the hell am I to be doing this or saying that and like who's gonna pay me to you know all of that mindset shit that you're feeling I sometimes still feel um so I'm honestly just like you a work in progress every damn day this might the mindset stuff is so important. You have to work on it daily. It's not just a set and forget thing. Okay. Um, number eight is getting visible. Now, this is something that I'd done. You know, once I got my first few paying clients, like once I had had my first few paying clients on the down low, um, and I felt confident to talk to my boss, and then he'd sort of been really good about it. I actually realised I had no reason not to post on social media anymore. Like my coach really called me out on it. He's like, "What are you waiting for?" And I was like, "Oh, nothing." And I can like still remember the panic I felt as I hit published on my first LinkedIn post. I was actually on a call with Adam, my coach. Thank you, Adam. Um, And he made me hit publish on the call. And I lent into the fear. I did it anyway. And the reaction was amazing. I basically posted about my breakdown. And of course, everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Brilliant. And I, again, felt a bit stupid for waiting that long. But you know, it's a process, right? Um, And slowly, but surely, I started talking about my story and what I was doing and my journey more often. And I then started building up the confidence to post on the other channels like Instagram as well. So As soon as you feel confident to start getting visible, just do it. Just hit that button and you won't regret it. Um, And the final thing I did was I surrounded myself with what I call my tribe or like like like-minded people. Because building a side hustle is bloody hard work, but it's bloody lonely, right? Like even though I had Adam, who was an amazing coach for me, I didn't have anyone in my immediate circle or family who was starting a side hustle. So I really wanted to go and find a group of women going through the same thing I was to kind of talk about it and bounce ideas off. Um, And, you know, like that could be like a a female entrepreneur's network. It could be a Facebook group. It could be, um, you know, somebody that you've met through somebody else um, who is doing something similar to you. Somebody who like cheer for you when you're doing well and lift you up and motivate you. Um, and that's really why I started Side Hustle Without Social, actually, my um, group coaching program, because I didn't have that. I, I went out and found people, you know, individual women to chat to and to find out how they had started their business and stuff like that. But I didn't have a group. I didn't have a tribe. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate. You know, that's I've created this group of women who are there to lift each other up, who are on the same journey, who are going through the same thing you are, who are having all the same mindset gremlins that you are, who are asking the questions that you're too scared to ask um, and who are inspiring you with their journeys as well. Um, That's why I created it. And that's what I missed at the beginning. Um, but I, as I said, I did go out and find some people, some individuals. Um, uh, so if you can do that, if you, uh, can go out and find, like I said, a networking event or an online event, or like a group coaching program like mine, go and do that. And it will, it will just put a rocket up your bum because once you can see other women doing the same thing, you are it's so inspirational. Um, so that's it, right? I, I basically just really wanted the moral of this story to be that anything is possible. Right. And I know it sounds really cheesy and really cliche, but it really is like, I'm no different to you. I am a normal person who had some shit happen to her, but also didn't think she could make a change because she thought it was too late, but, but I did it. And I'm here and I'm telling you this story now, like I'm showing you that you can hold down a full-time job and build a successful side business on the side. Like you, you literally just have to want it enough So like I I implore you, please just start, start taking messy, imperfect action. Just commit to doing one thing this week that will help you towards those dreams. And if you don't know what those dreams are, go back to point one and and map them out. What is it that you want? Start dreaming, start visioning and work out what it is that you want and then work out the steps to get get there because your dreams are honestly, they're out there for the taking. I promise you, all you need to do is start. Okay. But if you do want help, you know, starting and doing it faster with the added benefit of somebody like basically who's has been exactly where you are right now, then Side Hustle Without Social, my four-month group coaching program could be for you. So just if that's interesting to you, just drop me a line to find out how you can join the next intake. You can find me on Instagram at Uh, Lauren Leopold, the coach all one word. Um, but once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, as I always say, there are so many podcasts out there and you've chosen to tune in here. And for that, I will honestly be eternally grateful. And, um, please do me a favor. If you like the show, please hit that follow or subscribe button on your podcast app of choice, um, because you'll not only get notified as each new episode drops, but that also really helps share the podcast with more women who need it because whether you know or not, my mission is to start, um, help to help start 500 female led businesses. So by subscribing and following, you are helping other women in need find this podcast. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and I'll see you next time. that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to drop me a review and rating and to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And you can head over to Instagram at Lauren Leopold, the coach for daily content on how to start and build that side business and quit your nine to five. I'll see you next time.